Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, gang. It's week two of season two of Talking to Nobody podcast. I'm your host, Zane Talkington, and this week we have a returning guest from season one, Carolina Reynoso returns. Oh, I'm so excited to have her back on the show. She is always such a blast to talk to. We get to talk about the progress she's made in her career since the last time we spoke, and most importantly, the progress she's made in her mental health journey. We discuss her new job at BuzzFeed, social media's influence on society, her childhood growing up as a first-generation Latina, Latinx representation in the film industry, healthy routines, and how to be the hero in your own story. We also include lots of amazing book recommendations, so I will include that in the description for this episode. Make sure you check those out, and also make sure you listen all the way to the end of the episode for a fun musical theater-themed game with Grammy this week. Oh, you have to listen so you can hear Carolina's beautiful voice. She is just incredibly talented. Please enjoy Carolina Reynoso. Talking to nobody. So you want to be somebody. That's so crazy. I feel like, come on, we're it's 2022. Why are we still paying for our laundry in quarters? In quarters. Like, especially when there's a coin shortage. Going yeah, on. Okay, seriously. I'm excited. Oh yes, yeah. yes. So we're we're drinking Carolina's favorite drink. It, is it still oh too hot? Oh my god. No, it's perfect. Okay, good. I'm good. Her. I remember the last time you said the way your mom ordered it, it was like piping hot or oh, something yeah. like it that. It was like a hundred. Uh, so I tell it's 140 degrees. I have, 140 to say the whole, I have to say the whole thing. That, so I remember. So we can literally make it that exact. No. So right now it's at 142. So we'll just have it set at 140. Stop. Right? Ember mug, please sponsor. Ember mug. Oh, That's crazy in the best way possible. Right? It's amazing. So yes, thank you so much for coming back. So Carolina's back. I forget which episode you were, but I just remember we had so much fun last time. Mm-hmm. And we're drinking your favorite drink. I know! How exciting! Yes! Soy, soy chai. chai. This is the only drink I get at Starbucks. That's so like, funny. I don't like the... Sorry, Starbucks. I don't like the coffee there, but yeah. the chai. I'm like... Chai is good. Chai is pretty good. And it's hard to find a good chai. Like, I've noticed um, at a few different coffee shops, they're, like, a little too spicy. Yeah, for sure. So, I feel like Starbucks is just the perfect amount. I remember after your episode, I went on, like, a soy chai tea latte. (laughs) And I literally would get one, like, every day. It was really great. They get expensive, but they're fun. They're so fun. So, the last time I had you on, 
life was really different for you. Life right? was so different. Yeah. I think I was like depressed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird thinking back on like who I was back then because like my my mental state, I was like convincing myself I was fine, but like I very much was not. But I feel yeah. like I'm at a place now where I can look back and be like, all right, we know how to fix it, how to alter, yeah. how to make it all better. And how did you do that back then? then like when did you start to make a shift was it like a choice that you made like you sought out help or what was that journey for you I think it it started by like my friends like all like asking me like are you okay like a lot and I was like oh maybe I'm not okay and then I started um looking into therapists and I I found one that I I really wanted to make sure that I found someone who came from like a non like Caucasian background just because like I feel like as first-gen Latina, I had to, like, learn certain things that are very common within being a first-generation from someone whose family wasn't born here. And, like, that was very important to me because I would talk to, like, some people and, like, they would get it, but yeah. not 100%. So I, I found someone who was – she wasn't uh, Latina per se, but she uh, her family, she's also first-generation, so she kind of – she also comes from a culture that's very similar to mine. So it was very important for me to, like, find that. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So then after you started to feel a little bit better, what were some of the positive changes that you saw in your life? I mean, you have a new job now. Yeah. I remember last time you – I think you were still living at home. Yeah. You were working at a restaurant, and now – you're killing it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about <laughs> that journey. I think it started off with me changing my mentality on how I viewed everything. Yeah. And, you know, not, I, I hate to say that my mother was right, but my mother yeah. was right in saying that, like, I always viewed things so negatively. Like, mm. I never took, I never was grateful for anything or, or anything that happened to me. So then I kind of changed my lens on how I looked at my life and was like, oh, wait, like, I should look at this positively. I shouldn't give, like, negative energy onto things. I should be more positive. And that was just such a weight off my shoulder. Like, I don't remember if you remember, but I have, like, really bad eczema. I do remember that. I think you talked about it. And it's, like, gone. That's amazing. Like, I stress. Stress. Like, literally clearing my mind of, like, any negative factors completely changed my life. That's amazing. Yeah, and I started taking, like, um, herbal supplements that were, like... Because I'm someone that's very afraid of taking medication because there's, like, addiction in my family. So I was like, I don't want to go that route. (laughs) So I found, like, herbal supplements that helped with, like, my mind and stuff. And I literally... I've never been better, which is, like, weird to think about. Because, yeah, especially back then, like, trying to convince myself, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You never think that you can get to a place where you're good and like I legitimately am good (laughs) that's so encouraging to hear what are some of the if you don't mind me asking what are the supplements that you're taking I just started today taking female ginseng it's like a Chinese medicine um my one of my yoga teachers she told me about it and because I asked her how do you get through three back-to-back hot yoga classes Mm -hmm. without like crashing without like chugging celsius or red bull you know and she's like oh i take female ginseng and i just got it today and i just i feel so much more focused but not jittery yeah you know so what are the things that have worked for you so i take um i take a lot of supplements but the one that has helped me the most that i've noticed is i take an ashwagandha supplement and ashwagandha is like a type of plant that is known to help with like 
mental stress and mental health. Mm -hmm. And literally, as soon as I started taking it, I stopped like scratching my body. I stopped getting rashes everywhere, which is like, I was, it was really bad for me. Like to the point where I had to start wearing gloves at my restaurant job because my, I was scratching my hands so much. My skin was like peeling off. Sorry, TMI, but no, no, that's what was happening. Um, but you know, talking to a therapist, like kind of changing my mindset and like taking some extra supplements that are obviously check with your doctor before taking anything, but like that, right. that helped me a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. So now do you have a daily routine that you've committed to that you think like really makes a difference in your mindset? Yeah, I think I'm someone that loves routines. Yes. Like, I love to plan Me my too. days. <laughs> it's just, it, it, I don't know what it is. I think it's one less thing to worry about. Yes. And like even with my clothes, like picking on my clothes used to give me such anxiety. And now I'm like, don't care. Pick from the bottom. That'll be your outfit for the day. Yes. And like, oh, that's how I go. I should implement that. that I remember every time I tell people that, they're like, I should do that. I'm like, yeah. it helps, saves time. And I don't, even if it looks bad, I'm like, it'll be okay. It's fine. No it's cares. fine. Especially if I'm staying home all day. Like, no one cares. Well, and that way you're using everything in your wardrobe. You yeah. Know? Like, there are things I have never worn and I feel like that's so wasteful, you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll wear it to this event. But it's like, no, you can just I don't know. I feel more productive when I'm put together. Yes. Not ne- not necessarily like makeup, hair, all that done. But when I'm in like a cute outfit that makes me feel confident and like my eyebrows are done. Honestly, it's like my eyebrows and my nails and my outfit. Yeah. Nails. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like a new thing. But I don't know. I just, it makes me feel put together yeah. and pretty. And I feel like... I don't know. I had, I struggled with that for a long time, feeling guilty about doing these little things for yourself that make you feel good. And yes, of course, I feel like you need to budget properly and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything comes in like moderation. But if there's like that one thing, that one thing that you look forward to every other week, you know, I feel like you shouldn't feel guilty about that. Oh, yeah, it it helps. I, my mom got me this like self-help book for Christmas. And basically it said exactly that, like do things that like make you happy, like find something in your day. Like if, like you said, getting your nails done, getting your eyebrows done, doing something and don't feel guilty about it because if it makes you feel better then like, why, why should you feel bad about it? Right. I'm like, you're so right. Yes. Yes. I'm a very routine person as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more I stick to that routine, the more productive I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a morning person. I don't know. Do you consider yourself a morning person? I'm such a morning person. Really? What time do you get up every day? Well, I have my alarm set for eight, but I'm usually up by seven. Like my body just like is like, hey girl, wake. It also doesn't help that like my bedroom window gets so much sun so as soon yeah. as the sun's out I'm I'm like what's going on let's get this day started oh my gosh I wish I could get up I, I'm trying to train myself I'm just such a night owl I've always felt the most creative at night mm. I feel like that's when I've written the best papers of my life or the you know when I was memorizing lines in school like I was able to stay focused like late at night but then I hate waking up late because I feel like I've wasted most of the day. Mm. So when do you feel most creative? Is it like when, it, as soon as you wake up or do you start to get into a groove later in the day and you're like, yes, I'm like in this groove? I think I, I kind of like start to get into a groove. I would say afternoon. Okay. Yeah. A lot of my job right now is like making content. So mm. it's, it's 
it's very hard to not be creatively burnt out, but it helps like to watch other people. And I usually do that in the afternoon and I'm like, okay, I can do it. And then I just film myself super quickly. And like, I think I get my, my best ideas like between noon and like 6 PM. Ooh. Okay. That's very interesting. I feel like mine, I would say like 8 PM to like midnight is when I feel the most inspired. And it's weird because I'll start to feel, I don't know, tired and like, oh, I need to take a nap around that time. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle of the day, 2, 3 p.m. I'm like, I can't make it. I don't know how to make <laughs> it the rest of the day. But then it's like, as long as I push through, then I get this like jolt of energy around 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do something creative. So it's so interesting to hear when when people feel the most creative. I'm the worst, like, 20-something-year-old because I need to be in bed by 9.30. I am yes. like, mm, going out. Yeah. Sounds great. Getting ready sounds great. But you know what sounds even better? Going yeah. to bed. Going to bed and yeah. doing – do you have a nighttime routine as well? Oh, yes. It starts at 8 p.m. on the dock. Yes. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. I have this, like, journal that has, like, prompts. And one of them was, like – one of the prompts that I did recently was – what is your physical or what is your love language and how do you express it onto yourself? And my love language, I love physical touch. I like giving people hugs. I like holding people's hands, like touching people. And I love my nighttime routine because I love putting my my skincare on. I love putting my moisturizer. Just, oh, thank you. Yes. And just like massaging my face with my moisturizer. Like I love like just touching my face with my creams and stuff. That's when I... I love my nighttime routine. Yes. And I get to read a little bit before bed and then call it a day. That's what I need to implement more in my nighttime routine is reading. I I really want to read, but then I feel like when I wake up in the morning, I have a billion things I need to do. Like, mm-hmm. I need to do this. And, and then reading kind of gets lost yeah. in my schedule. So, yeah, I really just need to, like pencil it in that's how I was too and then I was like no you know what we're gonna set a goal for the year x amount of books a year and you're gonna read before bed and I did it and I went over my goal last year so I'm excited that what book are you reading right now I'm reading this really good book I (laughs) I was I had nothing to do this afternoon so I was like let's just see how this book is it's called the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo it was like a New York Times bestseller okay so good Especially, like, you as an actor, I feel like you would like it because it's about, like, an old Hollywood actress, like, wanting to write about her life. It's it's really, really good. Yes. Oh, that sounds really good. I think what I struggle with is finding a book that I want to commit to. You know, it's kind of like you're committing to a relationship. Like, okay, I'm going to start (laughs) this book and I'm going to see it all the way through. And I have so many books in my bookshelf (laughs) that I'm, like... I go to Barnes & Noble because it's fun. It's I don't want to pick up books. It is. It is. You feel like so studious and you, you kind know, of feel artsy. Yes. You're, you're a main character. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You have your coffee and you're browsing, you know, and, and so I buy these books and I read a chapter or two, but then I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, maybe there's a better book. So how do you, I don't know. How do you know that this is a book that you're going to stay committed to? So I... I'm crazy. And I, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. I like, I have this app that's a little controversial because it's owned by Amazon, but it's called Goodreads. And you can just kind of like scroll through books on there and like read them and then add them to a list. Mm. So I just like go on there and I just see what other people are reading. I read like the description. And if it looks like I'm interested, I, I add to my list. And then okay. I organize my list because like I said, I'm crazy. I love this. I organize it from like best reviewed. And then I just 
I just knock them off that way. Okay. And I've been, I've been doing pretty well. But there have been, like, I just finished the book Dune. Oh, how was that? The I haven't was, seen the movie, so. The movie was awesome, and that, that's the reason I wanted to add that book to my list. And mm-hmm. I, I started the book in November. I finished it two days ago. Because wow. it's, it's, it's a fat book. She's what? thick. She's a fat <laughs> book. She's a thick well, lady. Frank Herbert likes his thick books, okay? Yeah. And it was just one of those books where I would see how big it was, and I'm like, Hey. It's discouraging. It's discouraging, exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to read. I'm not going to finish this. But it's funny because last February, my February book of the month was the entire collection of Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know why that was on my list. I was just okay. like, I was just like, everyone talks about Edgar Allan Poe. Like, I want to have an opinion about him kind of situation. Yes. So I added his entire collection to my list. And I finished that 900-page mm, book all of February. It took me 28 days. And I like... I scheduled myself out, and I was like, I'm going to do this many pages a day to finish it. And I finished it. That's That's what I got to do. And I was like, looking at it, I was like, Edgar Allan Poe was thicker than you. Why am I struggling? And you actually are good. Like, Edgar Allan Poe was good. But like, I I used to be afraid of reading science fiction books. Mm because I was like, "Uh, I'm not smart. But I was reading it. And I'm like, wait, I understand this. And I think it helped because I watched the movie before. Right. Um, uh, But the movie is only like, a third of the book. So the rest of the book hasn't been filmed yet. Oh, So it was okay. cool, like, watching or reading it and being like, Timothy Chalamet would say this. That's awesome. Yes. But yeah, it was a, it was a hunger of a book. I don't even know if that's a word. It was a, it was a big book to finish. That's amazing. And you finished it. I think that's what I need to do. I just need to carve out that time. It's, you know, it's just as, in, if it's important to you, you'll make time to do yeah. it. And I, I feel like that's what I need to do with, with reading and, Maybe not watch Seinfeld. Yeah, <laughs> some, some nights of the week, you know, have a Seinfeld night and then have a book night. How yeah. long do you think you spend, like, till you fall asleep, or is it like an hour? I give I give myself either pages or chapters. Mm, so right okay. now, with because I last year my book goal was to finish twelve books in a year, and I did it. I did I think fourteen last year, and then so this year I'm doing fourteen as my goal. Nice. So I just kind of calculate how many books it would take. You know, I don't know. I'm weird. So I like to strategize how I read. Yeah. So it just depends on the book. So like with Evelyn Hugo, I read two chapters a night. And then with Dune, I was reading a chapter a night. Okay. I think that's how I should do it. Because I, I'm i that person that looks ahead to see how many pages. And it's not that I like want to rush through, but I'm just like, oh, I just want to finish this. Ch-. I don't yeah. know. I guess it's like a commitment thing. Finishing a, finishing a book feels like an accomplishment in a way. It Especially really does. Like, when I was younger, I used to love reading books. Like My mom would always like get mad at me because we would go to Barnes & Noble, I'd get a book, and by the time we got home from Barnes & Noble, I would be done with the book. Mm. Like I used to be that avid of a reader, and then when I went through high school, and like you're kind of forced to read these works of art, and you're like, ah, I don't want to read this. And you you yeah. get bored of reading, and I'm like, I want to find my love for reading again. So. Yes, I love that. I think... This past semester that I spent in school at Antioch, I was really discouraged at first because in a couple of the classes, we did have books that we had to read, but it was nice because they were assigned chapters every week. Oh, yeah. So it was like somebody did the work for me. And so it's like, okay, Zane, you have to read this chapter because it's a homework assignment. Mm -hmm. And I think I just need to do that for myself because then I felt so inspired. I took this class which is one of the reasons I started up this podcast again called Sources of Creativity. Mm -hmm. And it was just so life-changing. And we read two books. 
One was, I think it's called, it's over there, Creativity, the, the Science, or the Psychology Behind Creativity and Invention, and another one was called Free Play. Ooh. And the Creativity book um, is, it's a little bit dense, like there's, it was very word wordy, mm-hmm. you know, and I just felt very... It was very interesting, but I was like, I'm feeling very discouraged reading this because I have to read a page over and over again, but I really want to understand this material because it was all about the creative process and not just for actors or musicians. Mm -hmm. It was for like, you know, a car person. What is a car? Mechanic. Yes. 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 yes, That's the word. Mechanic. You know, (laughs) just just anybody when they do a task in a way, it's a, it's a creative process, you know? So it was, it's very interesting. But I felt very discouraged reading it because I couldn't stay focused. So I've learned that I'm the type of person that needs to read and listen. Ooh. So I download the audiobook and I read. And I I don't know. I Maybe that's like, I don't know, not cost efficient because I'm basically <laughs> buying the book twice. But I just, I need to hear it and I need to read it as well. Yeah, I love audiobooks. Oh, I me love, too. I love listening to people's memoirs as audiobooks yes, instead of like Julie buying. Andrews. I, I need to, that's on my list. You would I love have it. to do that one. But like, um, even listening to Stephen King books, that's Ooh. how I kind of started getting into like science fiction a little bit. Yeah, him like reading his novels, it just kind of like it. It feels, I don't know, different in a good way, and mm-hmm. like also Cecily Tyson's. Um, uh, memoir who I think every actor should read because like she was someone who didn't even start her acting career until she was like mid 30s 40s wow what was she on um, she was in the help that's like the one that okay. I feel like our generation would know her more she's the one that Emma, she's Emma Stone's nanny that um her mom kicks out and then later she finds out she died spoiler alert I mean not spoiler alert because the movie came out like yeah it's been years a while ago, you guys uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people talk about Game of Thrones right now oh yeah like, spoiler alert I'm like Honey, that show has been out for like four years now. Yeah, like, yeah, it's time. If you haven't seen it and you're wanting to, it's you. You got to. Yes, but um, yeah, she's really she's very inspiring to listen to, especially as an actor. That's like I'm not at the career point that I say I would have liked to have been, but I don't see that as a negative because I'm like you know I'm positive now. What? Right. Um, yes. So it's it's very inspiring to listen to her. That's amazing. I'll have to check it out. Was there? another specific book that you read over these past few months that really stood out to you that really had an impact on you um I think two books one is that self-help book that my mom gave me it's called the audacity to be queen I will say there is a part where it's like even if you don't have money spend money like you have it that has ruined me but in the best way that might, but it's also changed my mind. Like looking at money, like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be so afraid of it. Like if right. you look at it positively, then it's like, it's not so scary. And it kind of, I don't know. It helped my mind with that. Yeah. And then also it's this memoir called the glass castle. It's by, Oh, I don't know her last name, but I think her first name is Janine. Uh, it actually ended up being a movie with Brie Larson. I haven't seen the film yet. I haven't been able to find it, but it's like, you read the first page and you're like, what the heck? Oh my God, this is a real person's life. Like this sounds like someone wrote this to be a film. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really crazy. And it also kind of makes you think, wow, I've had a, an incredible life compared to this woman. Yes. <laughs> so you were saying that you, after the last time we talked, you were able to reach a certain level of positivity mm-hmm. and excitement about life that you were 
lacking yeah. before. When the pandemic hit, did that have an effect on that progress that you made? Or is that when you start when you began to find your way again? I think <laughs> this sounds terrible because 2020 sucked for everybody, but 2020 was like the best year I had had in a very really? long time. Mentally, um, where I was as like in my career, like I, I got the most incredible job opportunity to this day that I'm so grateful that I got that I, I thought I was going to lose because I got it March 9th, 2020. And then obviously the pandemic happened and I was like, I'm an intern. I'm, they're going to kick me out first. And they didn't end up kicking me out. So I'm very grateful for that. But like, I think the pandemic also showed me how um, precious life is, I guess, which I feel like that's heavy, but I don't know. Like I, I knew like two people that passed away from, you know, COVID and then kind of just like, yeah, it's okay. I don't know if I should say it's okay. I don't know. Grief is weird. Oh yeah. (laughs) Death is weird. It's like, what are you, and even saying like, I'm sorry, you know, I still don't know the right, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Literally. It definitely like changed my mindset on like, I shouldn't be wasting my life being so negative and sad when I have all these great opportunities that I can say yes to. And then that's what I thought about for 2021. It was like, this is going to be my yes year. Whatever someone says, whatever people offer me or like, you know, within boundaries, of course, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. And I've had the most incredible experiences. I I went to New York three times last year, one being for work, which I was like, that's always been a great, a dream of mine. I got to see a NASCAR race from the pit. Like, what the heck? I got to meet Lin-Manuel Miranda. I met oh my Steven God. Spielberg. Like, I, and this is from opportunities that people were like, hey, do you want to do this? And like, I didn't even hesitate. I just said yes. yes. Because I've always been someone who's been like, ah, I don't know. And like I said, I'm not a night owl. So like, I don't like to go out and like, right. I don't like to party like I used to when I was in school. <laughs> but, um, yes. Uh, but I, I was like, no, I, I'm going to go and like, I'm going to make friends. I'm going to meet people like this is going to be great. And it ended up being an even better year than 2020. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. How did you come upon this job opportunity? Was it something that you really wanted or it just kind of, it was another one of those things that you said, yes, I'm going to try this. It's kind of weird. I don't really know how I got it. Like I just opened up my email one day and it was from the casting director and it was and uh, casting director at BuzzFeed and he was like, hey, like we have a talent internship. Uh, we would love for you to apply. And I was like, what the heck? Like, who is this man? Yeah. And I Googled him and I was like, oh, BuzzFeed, like BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know how he found me, how he got my email. Like when I met him the first, my first week of training, or like onboarding or whatever, I was like, how did you, like, like how did you know who I was? Mm-hmm. And he was like, honestly, I don't remember. And I was like, oh, but like, I want to know how you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You seem kind of like, like me, like a universe person, like, oh, these signs, yes. everything's, you I know, very, it's meant to be. Yes. I think that also becoming that person has helped me a, a, a like, a fuck time, if I could say fuck. Yes. Can we say fuck on the show? Yes. <laughs> but becoming it. that person, like, finding a spirituality sense also helped me so much. You know, becoming someone who, you know, sees signs more. Because I used to be someone who I would see signs and I'd be like, okay, universe, if I find this, that means this is going to happen. And I would find that object and then it would go completely opposite. So I stopped mm. doing that for a while. But then recently I was like, I'm going to try it again. And I think it's because I'm in a better headspace now that, like, I was able to, like, attract and, like, manifest a lot better. So you 
got this email, mm-hmm. the guy brought you in, was it, you know, you had an interview or what was the process like to get hired? Yeah. So I, so within the email, there was an application attached. I did the application, I sent it in and they emailed me back about a week later and they were like, can you send a video about like a crazy story? And I was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. And I made a video, I edited it. I like made it super like BuzzFeed youtube and I yes. was like, okay, my, my 16 year old YouTube obsession is coming in handy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. And then I had a interview over Skype with the people in New York. And then I got asked to come in for an in-person like audition type situation in February. I think about two weeks after they told me that I got it. That's amazing. And it's funny because I wasn't going to apply originally. I texted my best friend. I was like, what the heck? I just got this weird ass email. Like what? Like this is so dumb. And she was like, no, dude, like you should totally do it. And if I, if I hadn't listened to her, I wouldn't, I would not be here in yeah. like this career position. So shout out, Jonah. <laughs> yes. And that's what you were saying. Like you just said, yes. Okay. Yeah. And yes, there are probably some situations where you should maybe, you know, not say yeah. yes. Yeah. But being more open mm-hmm. to possible opportunities. That's, yeah. that's so amazing. So now you're, you're here and mm-hmm. you had this job. Like over the course of the pandemic, were you working from home? Yeah. So my internship is funny is because it was supposed to be YouTube based. So we're supposed to be in the studio and like learning how to make viral videos for YouTube. But because we got sent home, we weren't allowed to be in the BuzzFeed studios. Mm. And they were like, we don't really know what to do with you guys. Like just play around on TikTok. And that was when the emergence of TikTok happened. TikTok. And I got sucked in. I wanted to be someone who didn't want to download TikTok. I was like, this is for the Tide Pod Gen Zers. Like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Then I got in and I was hooked. And then it ended up being my job to, like, make X amount of TikToks a week, a month. So we had to, like, learn how to make, I guess, quote unquote, viral videos for TikTok that would work on different BuzzFeed platforms. Because I, I feel like not a lot of people know that, like, BuzzFeed is just, like, a hub. And then within it, there's, like, they have a Latino channel, they have they have a black channel, they have um, a vegan channel, like they have a bunch of like sub things. Mm-hmm. So we had to like learn how to make different content for all of those different things. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you weren't assigned a specific category? Um, Not at first, no. And then they were like, okay, you would fit in here, you would fit in here. I, I took another class at school called um, Media Influence and Society, which mm-hmm. was very, very interesting. So what would you say is, as someone who works in the media mm-hmm. and has to use social media for their job, what is your overall opinion of it and how it has changed, I don't know, just our day-to-day lives? <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble, but I think social media is such a scam. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially now having it be part of my job and like, you know, having to post things on certain days or like do things. I'm like, this is boring. Like I can't even upload a dumb selfie anymore. Like now it's got to be a certain way. But that's the interesting thing about how social media is now is I feel like when Instagram first started, it was all about the aesthetic and like black and white and like the filters. And now people are more drawn to following other people, other creators, other people on Instagram that are a lot more raw and like genuine and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that we're talking about this because I had to give a presentation about this for like six months about social media, social media and its effects on society. And we bring up Kim Kardashian and Billie Eilish in, in the 
presentation because Kim Kardashian has a lot more followers than Billie Eilish, but Billie Eilish has a lot more engagement because she shows off her pimples or the fact that she bit her nail because she thought it was garlic bread. Like <laughs> it's because it's like those, you, you want to find someone who you can connect to. Yes. And especially nowadays where everyone is so open about talking about their mental health and the things that they struggle, it feels like almost somewhat, someone is going through the phone and like holding your hand to be like, I know what you're going through and I'm going to share with you my experience and be yes. so truthful about it. And I think that's one beauty of it is people are, being authentic and you know not afraid of themselves the downside is <laughs> it's a scam like the algorithm is so ugly on everything like yes i listen i love the instagram team they're the nicest people on the planet i'm just frustrated sometimes because a lot of the stuff like a part of my job is to like you know connect with brands so that they could want to work with me and like have me post for them or whatever. And it's hard to do that when your engagement and the algorithm is not going the way that you want it to. Yes. Yes. That's something I'm learning more and more about as I'm attempting to grow this, this show. Mm -hmm. I, for a long time, same as you, I was like, I did not go to acting school to be a TikTok star. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I did not pay all this money and dedicate all this time to my craft. (laughs) I hate when people, but you know, you're, yeah. the thing that you're passionate about, it's like, we didn't take a TikTok class and, or, you know, how to promote yourself on social media class, which now they probably will have yeah. a class like that. And so I was just so angry at how mm-hmm. it's become. And now I've realized you just, you just kind of have to embrace it, yeah. you know? And, but like you said, like Billie Eilish being authentic, just be yourself and and it's really hard because I go on there and I see these girls who look a certain way Mm -hmm. and their skin looks a certain way and I think what I've started to try to do is unfollow the people that make me feel inferior and that make me feel bad about myself listen that was one of the things that I did when Mm -hmm. I was going through it I was like if this per if this person comes up on my feed and gives me a knot in my stomach they don't serve me Yes. And I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. No, if they don't make me feel good, like, I don't want them in my circle. I don't want to see them every day. I, like, mute them or unfollow them. That's all you have to do. Like, yes. it's not that hard. Yes, and I didn't know you could do that, too, where you can, well, I don't know what it's called, mute, maybe, yes, where, yes. like, they don't get, they don't see that you unfollowed them. Yeah, and then yeah. it's all, especially if it's someone who maybe was your friend mm-hmm. or maybe you went to school with them. And, yeah, and I don't know. At first, when I started to do that, I felt... Like, I was being kind of a bitch. Yeah. Like, judging. Yeah. You know, how, who am I to to judge this person? And then I started to think, oh, well, you know, what they're posting might not even be their real reality. Yeah. You know? But I just, you have to do what's best for, for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe if I, what I'm trying to do is start to follow more... I don't want to say authentic people, but people that just resonate with me that are people that I aspire to be like. And I think also just not freaking scrolling constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's such a struggle. We, we just have to embrace it, I guess, and learn how to use it for, for what we need to do, especially as actors. I feel like 
that's what frustrates me the most is going into an audition and they're like, oh, how many followers do you have? No. Yep. That is the worst. I went, I will never forget. I walked into, I did a Nike audition, which first of all, I'm not athletic. So I walked in going, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to get this. And that's fine. I'm going to go in here. I'm just going to meet the casting people. They'll be like, she can't touch her toes, but she has a great personality. Yes. Go in. (laughs) The first thing they say all right, put your name and your Instagram and how many followers you have on the piece of paper. And I go, all righty, missing my doctor's appointment for this. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I feel like what we have to remember also is people post on Instagram their good days. Yes. Yes. They're not going to post like, I'm crying in my shower today because I didn't book this. You know, like it's never right. like that. I feel like Instagram is the opposite of Yelp. You're never going to get a good Yelp review and you're never going to get a sad Instagram Oh my gosh, I love that. That should be a freaking t-shirt. That's so true. And that's what, and I tell myself this, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there too that can relate is we we tell ourselves, oh, you know, that's, they're just posting their good day. Mm -hmm. I I need to remind myself of that. But then you get sucked in and then you start to go down the the Mm self-doubt spiral. Oh, they're living this luxurious life. What am I doing with my life? And yeah, maybe if we all start to, I don't know, but then it's a trap. Yeah. Ah, it's all you, a trap. Like you post, you know, if you do post on a bad day, maybe a picture of you crying or a video of you being like, this is what I'm going through right now. I am not doing well. And I just want to be honest with you guys. Then people can turn around and be like, oh, you're playing the victim. I you're know. just, you know, looking for pity. It's like, wh- what? Like you said, it's a scam. It's a trap. So <laughs> I guess just, just be yourself yeah. and post whatever you feel passionate about posting and, and you'll get the type of audience that that wants to follow you. I don't know. I um I have this friend who I grew up doing theater with, and she's a mom now. And when she was going through her pregnancy, she like documented everything, even her bad days. She was like, I look at my body and I hate my body. Like this is not the body. And I'm like, oh damn. Like I didn't like because you know you think of pregnancy and you're like, she is glowing. She's fabulous. Yes. Give her life. Yes. Yeah. But you never see like the mindset that goes on. And like she. Yes. Um, she talked about her postpartum, like everything, how she didn't feel like she was a good mom. And I like, that's one of those people that I like to follow. Cause I'm like, she's someone who's being like, for real. Like she's yeah. not being like my beautiful baby girl is the best thing to have. She's like, sometimes this baby sucks and she doesn't let me sleep. Um, and that's okay. And that's normal. Yeah. Like it's normal to be upset. It's normal that things aren't going your way. Yeah. I love that. I want to see more of that and I feel like that's what I also want to encourage with this show is is yes let's talk about your your wins but yeah you know we can also talk about your losses and how you've overcome how, them and that's the most important part I think in talking about your losses is you're not like looking like oh damn like that fucking sucked like it sucked but look at where it made me go yes exactly was there a specific loss these past few years that was really profound that you feel you've overcome now there was if you feel comfortable i'm not gonna go into detail but there was one that i was that completely like wrecked me and i think i went about it the like the wrong way i i'm someone who grew up and as the only girl i got everything that i wanted and Mm. i got for an answer and I did and I acted out classic you know whatever are you the youngest child I'm the oldest oh the oldest and the only girl okay that's so I was like you know I'm I'm daddy's girl whatever right so when the situation happened I reverted back to my childish ways I acted out I did the stupidest things and that's when my friends were like are you okay like 
do you need help? Mm. And I was like, maybe you're right. I do need help. (laughs) We all do. We all do. It's fine. Yeah, just admit it. We all need help. It's fine. Yes. Oh, I know you also mentioned that you were working at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and then you lost that restaurant job because of the pandemic. Yeah. So the restaurant ended up closing down, obviously, like a lot of restaurants did. It wasn't like a for good close down, but it was like, um, it was just like temporary. So I didn't really have a job like a restaurant job and my internship, it was an internship. So it wasn't paying the best. Right. But they called me once. I remember this was really embarrassing and I hope they're not going to listen to this, but in the hopes that they do, I was completely drunk when they called me. I was, was I depressed? I think I was going through it that day. I had, I heard like some ugly news and I was drinking, which is something you shouldn't do. And I'm working on not doing, but, um, we all had those moments. We all had you know, those are the real moments. I had like, Two margaritas at that point. I'm a lightweight. Okay, oh, sorry. Me too, dude. Like, so I, not in <laughs> I'm two margaritas in. I get a phone call, and it's my old manager from the restaurant. And this is like March, April, May, June, July. This was five months after they would like shut down operations. They were reopening, and I was like, "Fuck! Like, should I answer this? Like, I'm pretty fucking wasted right now." And I was like, "It's fine. Let's do like you know when you're when you're drunk, you have a little bit a little good courage." Yes. Well. Yes. How that in me? I was yeah. like. Hey, and he was like, "Hey, girl!" Like, I had a couple videos that had come out already from BuzzFeed, and they're like, "Saw this video of you. Like, congrats, you're killing it. How do you feel about coming back to work?" And I go, "Listen, love <laughs> you guys. You were my first job that I got the first day I moved to LA, but I'm doing really well right now. I'm getting a promotion, which was a lie. It was I was not getting a promotion, but I in my head I was like, I'm totally gonna get this." like internship and I ended up doing it. So I guess I manifested it, but I was yes, like, yes, you did. I was like, I'm getting a promotion. So like, I'm doing really well at my current job. So I will not be, and I'm, I'm slurring my words, right? I, I will not be returning to the restaurant. And he goes, okay, like I'll send you your final check in the mail. He hangs up. Then my boss decided to call me to like try and persuade me and I was like, let's, let's answer, whatever. And I answer the phone and he's like, hey, like, I just heard that you don't want to come back. Like, is there a reason? Like, what's going on? Do we need to change anything? And I was like, it's not you. It's me. Like, <laughs> I'm doing really well right now. And I can do this without like you guys at my job as my job. And so that's how I kind of like quit in a way. And I don't regret it. I wish I could, maybe I wish I could have done it sober, but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Actually, it's a story. It's a fun story. I take it back. If I would have been sober, I would have been like, oh my God, yes. Because I'm, I'm such a, I, I'm not a people pleaser anymore. I don't really give a fuck anymore. Yeah. But at that time, if I would have answered sober, I would have been like, oh my gosh, like when do you guys need me? Because when, when even when the pandemic happened, we were still working a little bit when I was doing my internship slash working at the, at the restaurant. I would literally be on meetings on my computer, have my laptop on the counter while taking people's orders like at the front. Oh. And I felt bad because one time this guy was like, oh, are you in class right now? And I wasn't hearing him. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he dropped me like a $50 bill in the tip ah! jar. And I was like, yes, I'm in class. Yes, I'm in class. I'm in class every day. I'm in class every day. Working a restaurant job and I'm in class. Yes, yes look at me. Hustling. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you, but you were, you know, like you were trying to make 
an investment in your career yeah. to, you know, get further. Yeah. So that's so, people are nice. People are I know. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I feel, that's why I feel bad. I'm like, damn, I took advantage of his kindness. Oh, you know, but he'll get it back. He you will. know, yeah, yeah. yeah, pay it forward. Somebody will pay it forward. Yeah. Do you miss it, the restaurant industry? Oh, God, no. Yeah, oh, my God, no. no. I literally, I was talking about this with uh, my roommate, like, literally before I left. I was like, I can't believe I busted my ass to get $20 tips, $30 tips a day. Like, that would be all I would take home with me, $30. That's it? Like, that's not a crime. Oh, That's no. a crime against humanity. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I was talking to her about, like, how I think the Thanksgiving 2019, I was working, and the other person I was working with me was stoned out of his fucking mind. So I was running the entire place. It was pouring rain outside, and I still had to share my tips with them. Like, how is that fair? Oh, no. It's it's not fair. And I I feel you, dude. I have worked, well, not anymore, but I worked in the restaurant industry since I was 15, Mm -hmm. various different places. I've served, I've bartended, hosts, like, I've done it all. And I'm very, very grateful grateful for that experience and I think everyone Everyone should have to work in the service Mm -hmm. industry in some way because it's so humbling and what really does it for me is I'm you know maybe complaining at work a customer was rude to me you know that's just how they are Mm -hmm. but some people are lovely but you know you always get like that one person I feel like one person a night that just really treats you like you're their slave their servant and but then I go back to the dish pit and I see these people washing these dishes and I'm just like I have no reason to complain you know what I mean like I get to be out I get to engage with people you know and so it just it's and I try to help them when I know do you need anything I'm like do you want me to wash dishes like while you go to the bathroom bathroom. (laughs) I need a drink you know and so it's just I think everyone needs to see the opposite side I'm so grateful for that but yeah it it's really soul-sucking work you know, and yeah. yes, occasionally you do get those great people. And I mean, the restaurant that I was currently working at, it was an amazing staff, amazing management. But I think I just reached my peak. I was just like, okay, th- I'm done. Yeah. I, I, I have reached my limit with this industry and I will literally do anything else, even if it t- means I have to take a pay cut. I think that was something I got really addicted to was the money. The tips. That, yeah, yeah, because I... I'm very fortunate that I worked at a restaurant where I made a decent amount of money in tips. You know, you go in, you make like two, two fifty on a good night, three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and if you work three days in a row, like that's like your rent. So, but it's like at what cost? At it's, yeah, you know, I think I've started, and I'd love to hear more about this from you too. I've started to make decisions based on my mental health, uh-huh. and even if it's like a specific day, like. I'll, I'll make plans with a friend. And I I hate, like you were saying, like I, I'm a people pleaser or I'm not mm-hmm. a people pleaser, but you know, you don't want to let people down. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I'll make a plan with a friend and yeah, you're really excited about it. But then the next day, for some reason, whatever it is, you just, you don't feel right. Yeah. And then you have to, or you choose to cancel. So how do you feel about that? Well, it's funny because I have a specific memory of me going to work. I had the shittiest day. I'm pretty sure this was the day I had a customer who made me show her the type of bread we had, like go into the kitchen and show her the loaf of bread. And I was like, girly, for what? Like I was like, and there was, of course, I was the only person working. There was a line out the door. People are complaining. I'm like, 
girly, you see this? Like, I cannot cater to you right now. I have to, I have 10 other people you. behind you. I was drained. I left and I had plans with my friend who was in town, you know, Ben Craig. He was in yeah. town in the UK. He's like, hey, I'm in town. Like, can we hang out? And I had made plans with him a couple days before. And I was like, honestly, dude, I just had the worst day and I cannot emotionally, physically go out right now. Like mentally, I want to go home and cry. And he was like, hey, I get it. I've been there. Like, don't, it's okay. You don't have, like, don't feel bad. Yeah. They ended up seeing Ariana Grande that night. It's fine. Am I upset? Sometimes. Oh, no. That's like, <laughs> I saw a t-shirt. I think I sent you a picture. I saw, I, maybe I didn't, but there was a picture of Ariana Grande, or it was a t-shirt with Ariana Grande on it at like a Crossroads trading club. I was like, I need to get this for Carolina. Uh, <laughs> and it was like $50, but oh my gosh, yeah. that. And they were sorry. at a, what is that place called on that Famous place with the the rodeo. Oh, a sa- saddle ranch. Saddle ranch. They rent yes. a saddle ranch. They're like, we're gonna go, whatever. And they saw her there, and I was like, yeah, damn it! No. But mentally, I was fine. I, like, I yeah. went. I went to bed early. Good. I had my cry. I think crying is important, by the way. Yes. Don't hold it in. Yes. No. I, it's so. It's just so nice to cry in the shower, in the car. Yes. Go on a walk. Go on a walk. I'll take my dog <laughs> for walks around this neighborhood, and I'll and I'll cry. And it's not like a I'm so sad. And every, I mean, sometimes it is, but it just it's, it's a release. It's yeah. a release. Take take time to cry. Yeah. Speaking of mental health, going back to social media. Now that you do have such an active presence mm-hmm. on social media, how has that affected your mental health or has it? At first, it was, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. Mm. Like, I started getting concerned about like, oh, well, like, I only had this many likes on this photo, but like this many likes on this photo, like, I need to stop the game up. Like, I need to post every day. Yeah. And then uh, I talked to my manager and I was like, social media makes me want to kill myself. It's so deteriorating mentally. Like, to just, the, the whole strategy thing is not... For me, for that was not fun. And then I, you know, I work in the Latino channel and then I get those comments on the YouTube video that like, well, she's not actually Mexican. She's from the US. She's not Mexican at all. Look at her skin. And I'm like, oh, oh no. girlies, actually I have my Mexican citizenship, but I don't need to prove that to you. Right. So, you know, I had like a bit of an identity crisis for a little bit because I would read these comments and they weren't very nice to me. And then I had to remember they're having a bad day. Yeah, they don't know me. They're just That's so making an opinion about me based off what they're seeing, and they're choosing to say something negative, like Yelp reviews, YouTuber YouTube comments are the worst, especially on TikTok. Because, like I said, that's what we were focusing on, like the majority of the pandemic. I was trying to make content that's like relatable. I was doing things based off of my experience, right? Because everyone's experience is so different. But sometimes there's like that one thing that can connect everybody together. So I started making things. And people were like, this is good, but how is this white girl, like, relating to us? Like, why is the white girl, why is a No Sabo kid? I hate the No Sabo kid. What, what is that? It's basically referring to a kid that, or a person who speaks Spanish, but they don't speak it properly. So they say, like, like you're supposed to say no se, but people say no sabo, and that's not correct. Or, like, when okay. people say embarrassed and they say embarazado, but that actually means pregnant. So, like, they don't speak Spanish properly. Which, even if you're Latino and you don't speak Spanish, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make you any less Latino than anything than anybody. And I hate those comments because I get those a lot because they assume that because I look a certain way or I'm from the I'm born and raised in the US, that I don't speak Spanish properly. And even if I didn't, like that's 
why does that affect them? Who cares? That that's fine. Like that doesn't make me less of a person, less of a Latina. Mm. But I would get the, and I'd get angry. I'm like, why are you assuming things, homie? Like, why are we yes. saying things right now? It's all assumptions. It's all assumptions. And assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Yes. <laughs> I, I heard this quote on Ted Lasso about, you know, not being judgmental, being curious. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's where assumptions come from and judgments is like you're you have an assumption, you have a stereotype in your mm-hmm. head about someone or what they said. And it's like, instead, like what you were saying, like, oh, they're just having a bad day. Like mm-hmm. you could have been like, wow, how fuck them. That, that's so rude. You know, how dare they like attack me, yeah. you know? And of course, yes, I think, you know, it, it's okay to feel hurt by these yeah. comments. But like you were saying, if you look at it in a way of, oh, you know, maybe they're just feeling alone right now. Or, yeah. or maybe they're just having a bad day and, and this was how they were taking it out. Because I guarantee, I mean, I hope that people will go back later and think, oh, I, I really regret what I said, yeah. you know, and, and then they probably, maybe some of them go back and try to delete that comment yeah. or it's too late or I don't, Instagram, how does it work? <laughs> Who knows? Can you delete comments? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think also what people do sometimes is they want a reaction out of you. Like that's what yeah. I noticed the most. They want, they want like, or even they just want you to respond to them. Mm. Like, especially on the YouTube videos, like obviously it's BuzzFeed, so we do wacky stuff. Like I had to do a video. I had to compare like different razors, a $1 razor versus a $100 razor, whatever. And I have my legs uh, lasered, so I don't have hair on my legs. But on my arms, I chose not to do my arms because, to me, this was something that I felt like is, like, a colonized version of beauty. That, like, just because I have hair on my arms doesn't mean I'm not, like, cute. You know what I'm saying? And I used to get bullied for my arm hair all the time. Really? Yeah, it was bad. Uh, So I I used to shave my arms in high school. But then... I got to a point, I think it was actually in 2020, where I was like, it's cute. Like, I'm going to keep it. My my family has, my the girls in my family have hair on their arms. Like, why should I be ashamed of it? It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I said that in the video. I was like, I used to think hair on my body was gross, but now I'm learning to love it and appreciate it. And a girl was like, hair on your body isn't gross. Like, it's normal. And I commented. I purposely was like... Totally agree. I actually used to get bullied for my arm hair. That's why I had this opinion. And immediately she responds. She's like, oh my gosh, girl, I'm so sorry. Like, I just wanted to like, da 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 mm. And I was like, yeah, of course. They just want a reaction out of you. Like, yes. I don't know if you saw recently that like John Mayer was getting a bunch of like DMs sent him like, die, like you're the worst, whatever. Because people think the next Taylor Swift album is going to be the one about him. Oh no! And so he responded to one of them. He was like, hey, like just out of curiosity, why do you want me to die? And she was like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't think you'd respond, but I'm, you respond, I'm a huge fan. Like that's all that they want. Mm-hmm. They want a reaction. Yes, they want you to notice them and they they want to have their moment, I guess. To yeah. be like, you know. John Mayer DM'd me that. Like yeah. that's embarrassing though. That's like, really embarrassing. That's it's really be like, why don't you say something nice to him? <laughs> and that's great that you, in the way that you responded to that girl was in such a positive way. I feel like my mom had a word for this, like, Kill them with kindness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Instead of being giving them what they want, mm-hmm. which is you like flipping out, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, actually, this is why I said that. And then usually I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I had to learn how to be like that though, because I'm a very petty person. I used to be the type of person that was like, well, you don't get it. Da, 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 da. And my manager actually was like, these people don't matter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop being petty. So it's hard, though, especially as 
actors, we go to school, we're given criticism, constructive criticism, but it's all the time and we deal with rejection. And so all we want to do is, is be liked and people to like (laughs) see our work and be like, yes, that's, I don't know. It's such, I just started an acting class again after, you know, a couple Mm -hmm. of years not being in one. And of course I go in and I'm trying to stay in the moment and stay committed to telling the story. But then at the same time, you do have that battle of, I want them to like me and like my work, but I also want to get better and get the constructive criticism, but also please like me, you know? It's like, do you see their reaction? Are they smiling? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yeah, are they laughing? Yeah. I'm not nobody's laughing. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, and so which then just goes back to as long as you stay committed to your partner and the story, mm-hmm. then you will do well, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's that that's so interesting. And yeah, just kill them with kindness and and be curious, not not judgmental. No, that's yeah. something I'm really trying to implement in my life. And and it's hard because we do whether from our parents or society or the shows we watch, we do start to get these stereotypes mm-hmm. and judgments of people in our head and And it's hard to, like, turn it off in your head when you look at someone and they, I don't know, look different to you or whatever. And you think a certain thing because it's just kind of automatic, which is horrible. But then I guess we can make that choice to flip that thought to being like, oh, you know, why is their (laughs) hair blue? Maybe maybe blue's their favorite color. And and it makes them – at the end of the day, I feel like – just let people do the thing that makes them happy. That's what I don't understand is when people like make fun or like hate on people for liking something. Like I think the fr- this phrase is like don't yuck their yum or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, that bothers me. Like why does them liking something bother you so much? Right. Like let them enjoy it. Yes. Do you have nothing better to do but to let that bother you? Like yeah. go like your own thing and talk about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's one of my biggest pet peeves too. Or another pet peeve I have is when you say you haven't seen a movie and someone's like, oh, you haven't seen that movie. And it's like, they're not, oh, you haven't seen that movie. Oh, you have to see it. It'll change your life. Or, oh, it's so funny. It's not that. It's like, wow, you haven't seen The Godfather. You're not a real actor or whatever it is. It's just like, and maybe that's not really what they're saying. Also Mm -hmm. going back to like being curious, maybe that was their childhood movie that like changed their life but I don't know just 
I I just haven't seen that movie. Yeah. You know? I give that reaction, I will say, when people say they haven't seen The Grinch. I mean, I feel like you relate to that. <laughs> yes, yes. But then I'm, like, excited. Like, I, I, I want to watch you. it. Let's watch it together. Yes, but no. Please, That's... everyone. Go watch the Grinch. Yeah, I know. I, that's why I'm with my boyfriend because he's not like an actor. He doesn't really. So I like want to show him like the classics that made me want to be an actor, right? Yes. And he, he's like, "Why do you look at me when like you watch we watch these movies?" I'm like, "Because I want to see your excitement." Like I remember the first time I showed him the original West Side Story. Not spoiler alert because it's Romeo and Juliet. But basically, when Tony gets shot, he had like the most lit. Like he was like, "Oh my god!" And I was looking at him like, "Oh my god!" Right? Like what? Like that's crazy. And it's it's just, I don't know, it's fun to see, like, the excitement that you had for something being, like, like, happening again. Like, it's, yes. like, when I, like, taking my little cousins to Disneyland for the first time and, like, seeing them, like, oh, my God, like, that's a Disney princess and, like, Mickey Mouse is, like, right there, what the heck? Like, it's just, it's so nice seeing those, like, first wholesome reactions. Yes, yes, exactly. You get to relive that moment when you first experienced it and it's, you know, kind of like being a kid again, those things that that really impacted you as mm-hmm. a child or whatever age in your life. And then getting to see, I think Nathan and I watched Blues Brothers together and he had seen it before. I had never seen Blues Brothers and I love it. I just, yeah. I love it. He bought me the album, um, the vinyl for Christmas. And yeah, it's like, instead of, I guess, judging people, yeah. it's just like, yes, this is an opportunity that I get to, or those movies like Fight Club that have like the twist at the end uh-huh. or something like that. And I love those movies, but it kind of sucks because once you know what happens, yeah. you don't get to experience that shock again. So if you find someone that's never seen Fight Club and you get to watch it with I them. Seen oh my gosh, let's watch it together. <laughs> let's watch. Then yeah. I'm not going to say anything else. I, I feel like I, I think the reason I haven't watched it is because I, people talk about it so much that I think I know what happens. Like oh no! my English teacher, like we did an essay, we were doing an essay and she referred to something that happened in the movie. And I was like, oh, well, now I'm not going to watch it because I know what happens. But yeah, um, I actually don't think it was true, though. I think it was a theory about the film. So maybe I'm wrong. We'll still figure it out because I'll watch it with you. Yes. Let's have a movie night. We'll watch Fight Club. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of another movie that Shutter Island. Have you seen I love Shutter Island. I watched that with Nathan, too, for the first time. And he had seen it. And it's just. Oh my gosh! I'm no. not gonna say anything for the people who haven't. Is that seen what, it. who is that? That's not Leo and the director. Um, it's not David Fincher, right? Oh, it's who, hey, Scorsese. Nathan, who directed Shutter Island? Scorsese. Okay, Scorsese. Yeah. I love. Yeah. <gasps> so we can just have a whole movie night yeah. with like all the movies that have amazing twist endings. <laughs> that, that's one of my faves for sure. What were some of those movies that? made you want to be an actor. The Wizard of Oz is yes. number one of all time. I don't know. I just like, I, I saw Judy Garland and I was like, she's awesome. Yes. Why can't I be her? And then also Annie, the 1982 version. Yes. I love, like, that's how I fell in love with Carol Burnett. Also like Disney movies in general. So I grew up, my first language was Spanish. So how my parents like introduced English to me was musical theater and also they showed me Disney movies in Spanish so I fell in love with The Little Mermaid my mom said that even before I could like talk I would wake up every morning I would put pillows on the floor and I would just go ah like I would just sing like The Little Mermaid before I could even talk which makes me laugh so hard because of course I would sing before I could talk but um, yeah so I think Little Mermaid Beauty and the Beast Wizard of Oz and Annie are like the ones that 
changed my life for I the better. That. I love that. Are those like your go-to movies when you're having a bad day or you're sick? Yeah. Well, my go-to when I'm really depressed is the Twilight Saga. Yes. I, the reason I love my boyfriend so much is one day I was like so depressed and I was like, we had like a whole thing planned and he's like, do you want me to just put on Twilight? And I was like, yes, please. Thank you. you. Yes. And we just watched Twilight all of that. <laughs> had he seen it before? I think so. I don't okay. remember. But I, I just, I am a tryhard. Yes. No, no shame. Too. I'm not either. It's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's very nostalgic. I remember reading the books. Mm-hmm. I remember I was not allowed to read the books, but I have an older half sister, but she, she never lived with us growing up until I was in like high school, maybe. Uh, but Twilight came out when I was in like fourth or fifth grade and she was reading it. She's four years older than me. And I was like, Hey, when you're done with that book, like, can I read it? And she was like, okay, but like, don't tell anybody I'm going to get in trouble. Mm. And then I remember, I think it was for Christmas that year that I asked my mom, I was like, can I see the Twilight movie, please? <laughs> that's all I want to watch. That's so cute. So that's, and I read the books in Spanish too. Like I, I did the whole thing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I love hearing that. Speaking of that, growing up and watching Disney movies in Spanish, reading in Spanish, now that there seems to be, uh, what's what's the word, a surge mm-hmm. in the Latino community in the film industry, how how has that been for you? It's so exciting. It is, but I feel like that's how it appears. And in reality, there's like there's a statistic that's like less than ten percent of people on screen are Latinos, which really? and a lot of Latino shows are getting canceled too. Like they just canceled Hentified. Um, and it was doing really well. I really liked that show. And they, yeah. there are a lot of things that are about Latinos or like Latina storytelling is being kind of shut down. Ugh, but I, I do like, that. like I loved In the Heights, um, Encanto. Like you really want to see that. I think Encanto is oh, one of the best films of this year solely because of the representation. We don't see a lot of Colombians on TV. And if we do, they're drug dealers. We never see yes. them as like, Afro-Latinos or like these different people like it's it's such a great representation I mean I'm not Colombian so I shouldn't I don't I shouldn't say this but like I judge it to be a really good representation of you know what what that country has to offer that's not Pablo Escobar you know what I'm saying right right (laughs) like that's that's why for me it's so hard for me to watch like Latino shows like Narcos or something I'm like we're not all drug dealers like we're not Breaking Bad like all the drug dealers or yeah we're not all maids like we're we have other stories to tell yeah so I think we're getting to a point where there'll be a lot more um Netflix does this really cool thing that they do like a Latino film festival and they give grants to people to make like films, short films. I love that. With Latinos doing the storytelling, Latinos in the cast, Latinos in the crew, everything. And I think that's really cool. And they, they're very diverse too. Cause I think we, I talk about this a lot at my work, but like everyone always thinks of Latino and they think of a specific type. Salma Hayek, Sofia Vergara, they all look a certain way. There's yeah. never any brown people, any dark like skin people, and never Afro- never any Afro Latinos. But I think we're getting to a point where we're able to see that we're not a monolith. We're a ton of different shades, a ton of different types of people, and I think it's pretty cool. So I'm excited. I think we still have a lot more work to do, yes. but I am so excited about where this is headed. Like we're getting a, a Latino superhero. We're getting two this year. We're getting ah uh, Captain Marvel. And we're getting Blue Beetle from the DC Universe. Ooh, so that's I'm, so cool. I'm very excited to see them come to screen. That's so awesome. I, I saw this video of, I think it's like viral right now, <laughs> of the little girl watching the Encanto movie. And she's like, oh, it's me. And it made me 
and not to make this about me because I am a white woman, <laughs> recognize my white, you know, I've gone through quite a journey with that this year, but it was really humbling for me to see that because I, I don't know. I, I had the luxury of growing up and I would watch these, these Disney princesses mm-hmm. and, and they're white, you know, and they're, they're blonde and I see myself in them, mm-hmm. you know, Cinderella, Rapunzel, like those were always my favorite princesses. And it makes me so sad that we're just now getting here. Like, yeah. why has it taken so long? Yeah, I think it's just the industry is run by straight white men. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> That's clear. Um, yeah. But there's another video. It's very similar to that. And it's also about Encanto, but it's a little Afro-Latino boy. And because there's a little boy, his name's Antonio in the film. And he's really dark skin, curly hair. And the boy looks exactly like him. And it's the same thing. Like, oh my God, mom, like, that's me. Oh, um, and I think, I think with Encanto too, the reason it's such a big hit is it's like a kid's movie, but the themes when you watch it, I'll, I'll tell it to you now because I don't think it'll spoil it, but it's basically just kind of like talking about the trauma of like intergenerational families, immigrant families, and how that affects the grandkids or affects the the kids of the future. And mm-hmm. I think that's what got me the first time I watched it is there's this song called Pressure and it's about, it, it's the oldest um, sister Luisa and her gift. She's super strong. She carries donkeys. She carries churches, everything. And her song is about, I'm not allowed, I'm, I can't break. I can't have pressure on me because I'm holding everything together. Like, I'm the strong one. Like This makes me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way. And yeah. that, that's when I started crying. I was like, oh my God. Like, And like, as someone who was the older sister, I was like, oh my God, I relate to this so much. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's really good. I hope you watch it. Yes. Oh, I feel like I'm going to like watch it tonight. That could be another moving guy. Or just watch it tonight too. Yes. Oh, well, I'll watch it again. Yeah. You know, that, that's so great. I, how was that? growing up for you did, did you feel a sort of pressure or you know growing up with you know as a latino woman how how was that for you yeah i don't think i really realized that until you know i started going to therapy as like my parents coming to this country and they probably wanted like a lawyer or a doctor as their child, like that's why they come to America, and they got an actor. Yeah, like course. I came out of the womb and I was already singing, and yes. I was like, I, "It's funny because my mom, um, she did, um, she for I think two years, two semesters in college, she went to school in Montreal, and she would go to New York a lot. She, she would see Broadway shows, and she actually saw the original production of Beauty and the Beast. Not to brag, and that's she so says cool. she says that when she walked out of the show, she turned to her best friend and she goes, "God, I hope my kid isn't an actor." <laughs> and here you are, surprise! Uh, yeah, it's funny because when I was growing up, um, I had an agent. I was doing commercials from the time I was ten to I was about fourteen. And my mom was like, "You should stop and focus on school, so you can go to another school and like get a law degree or whatever." And I was like, "Hey." And I just, I kind of fell into that. And I think, and my mom even tells me this today. She's like, that's when I saw you like get really, really depressed. Is like you would go to school and you weren't really happy. Like you weren't doing what you loved. And I see that now. And she is, you know, she's apologizing, but she doesn't need to. Because um, what is she to know? Um, but I think it's interesting that even like her seeing that switch in me, mm. like, I don't know. It's, it's nice to feel that she saw that too. Yes. I love it. Your mom sounds wonderful. She's I, the best. I want to meet her. Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Yes. Um, a 
and she's fully supportive of you. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Um we actually we I, I try to call her every day, but she has she's a legit job. <laughs> not that I don't, but like she has a nine to five. And you know, so I call her when I can when she's not busy and she was like talking to me. She's like, How's work going? Like she's super supportive and I think I'm very grateful. I'm one of the few. I know there's not not a lot of families that you know, are very supportive of their family being in the arts. So I'm very lucky. My dad still doesn't really understand, but it's fine. He'll never say, I think this is a machismo thing, like a Latino male thing, but they'll never say to your face, like how proud of you they are of their accomplishments, but they'll tell other people. Like, yes, I'll be around people that are friends with my dad or my family. And they'll be like, yeah, your dad told me this, 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 and this. And I'm like, really? Like, my dad told you that? Oh, I love that. And yeah. And even my mom, she'll be like, yeah, your dad said this about you today. And I was like, really? I think it's because, um, so my dad, my dad lost his dad when he was two. So he didn't really grow up with one. Uh-huh. So I think for him, it was not having a male figure to like kind of show him the ropes. Uh, not that he wasn't a great dad. He was the best dad. But I think that's where it's weird for him to like know how to be it like I remember growing up and asking him to go to the dance or have a later curfew Mm. and my mom would tell me the conversations that they would have like well why don't you let her out like my dad let me out when I I, after this time when I was this age and he would be like well I didn't have that like I don't know what that means like I was raised solely by my mother and my Mm. older sisters like so it, and that's, 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 that's called intergenerational trauma, ladies and gentlemen. Like yes. that's, it's crazy how it'll, it'll be stick with you for the longest time. And you know, the Latino community isn't the best with seeking out mental help or like talking to a therapist. Like, even though when I told my parents, I'm seeing a therapist, they're like, why? Like, you're fine. Like, you don't need to. I'm like, thank you. But no, thank you. But no, I do. I appreciate it that you think I'm doing great, but I'm struggling. But they just don't see it as like a positive thing. Like they think that I must be super terrible if I'm seeing a therapist. And I I mean, I was, but like, you can be semi-okay and just like need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. They're, they're supportive of you, but in different ways. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, like love languages, what yes. you were talking about before. Everybody has their own love language and way of communicating. And I think something that I've struggled with is having expectations from from someone. Like, oh, I want them to say these specific words to me because I heard it from my mom or yeah. whatever. And it, when you don't get that kind of comfort or reaction, you feel like, oh, well, why am I not good enough? Why are they not doing that? And I guess it it just goes back to like not making the assumption just, you know, Mm -hmm. you recognize, oh, my dad loves me and he's proud of me, but he just shows me in a different way. And I feel like you kind of have to go through a journey to get to that point. But then when you can just love them and embrace them for the way that they show their love, then it's like less pressure for you, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's really hard to get there. Yeah. One moment that I was really upset about at first, but then when I understood the situation, I was like, oh dang, they actually were like super proud of me. So when I moved into Ada, I did it all by myself. My parents didn't help me. Um, my mom was on vacation with my brothers. My dad was working. And at the time I was like, oh my God, I'm such a loser. Like everyone else's parents are here. Like I'm moving in by myself. My roommate's parents are literally helping me carry my stuff. Like they must think I suck. They must think I have the worst parents ever. And I told my mom about that. And she was like, why do you feel upset? Like we, we let you do that because we raised you to be independent. And I, I took that for granted because I look at my other friends that are my age, that their parents do everything for them and they're afraid to... I mean, it is scary to make doctor's appointments, but if my car breaks down, I don't immediately like 
cry and like call my parents. I like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll handle it. And then I'll call my dad and be like, this is what happened. I did this. Is there anything else I should do? And I think I'm grateful that they've raised me that way to be independent. And I think that also is just because I was the oldest. So I had to like take care of my brothers. My parents were gone. So I, I, I learned to appreciate that as I got older. Yes. But now that I'm older. Yes. It, it can be scary at first too. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's my first time leaving home. And I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this all by myself. <laughs> yeah. What would your advice be to someone who's, who's doing that for the first time? I think it's a... It's okay to ask for help. Like, even if it's not your parents, like, if you can find someone, just ask. The worst they could say is no. Ask for help. I think just, like, trust yourself, too. I think that's where I struggled a lot prior to me, like, being in this mindset. Is like, I was very not trusting of who I was and, like, what I was doing. And I, I think I had to learn to be secure in myself and the decisions, the way I was raised, that I, the decisions that I made just kind of like help me out in a way I don't yeah. know did that answer the question no <laughs> no totally totally yeah don't be afraid to ask for help and I think that's that's something for people like us who you know we don't want to let people down and we don't want to be yeah. a burden and seem like the victim I always have that fear of like I don't want to seem like the victim but yeah sometimes if you need help it, it's okay yeah. but I guess try to do it yourself first and uh-huh. then ask for the help. I also, I try to like not say like, I'm the victim. I'm the hero that's struggling at the moment. Yeah. But- <laughs> I, I need to hear that. I always <laughs> tell my friends, I'm like, don't make yourself the victim. Like you're the hero in the story. Yes. You're just kind of, you're on, you're climbing a mountain right now. Maybe you're stuck, but at the end you are victorious. You are the hero. You will succeed. It's yes. fine. It all works out. If it's meant to be. It'll happen. I love that yeah. because a hero does struggle along yes, there. Like that's journey. what makes a hero a hero. A hero. They overcome their struggles. Yes, yes. We talked a lot about that in my I took a psychology of fairy tales class. I took Oh my gosh, like, that sounds so much fun. You should just take it just like that one class just to take it. And we, we talked about all the fairy tales and how they originally originated from oral tales. Mm-hmm. And I forget what were we talking about? Where are we going with this? Oh my gosh. Oh, the hero. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyways, we talked about just the original fairy tales and all the different versions of them. It was very interesting to analyze them from like a psychology standpoint, you know, <laughs> feminist. That's like a whole other podcast I can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but we talked a lot about the hero and what makes a hero story. And I think there's a book, isn't it called The Hero's Journey or something like I that? I think so. There's a book like that. I forget the name. I'll have to, I'll put all of this in the <laughs> whatever it's called bio for this episode all these book recommendations but there's like certain things that make a hero and I think one of the requirements was they have to go astray like they're on a path and something goes astray so yeah that I that's really encouraging you know yeah. the, the hero can still have struggles so yeah I love that I love that yes. that's my favorite thing yes <laughs> oh I'm so happy to have you back two things I want to just finish up with to okay. go back to Latino representation in the film industry. How can we make more of that? What do you think, like you said, the, the industry is run by white 
you know, males with their white privilege. That that needs to change. Mm-hmm. So what what else can we do to to make this ship where it's just it's normalized and we can show these stories the way that they should be told? So I think we should definitely let Latinos tell their stories. Yes. I had I remember right out of school when we graduated, I was approached by this guy who he was a white guy, great intentions, but he was writing this story about a Latina in the acting world. And he was like, can you look at my scripts? And I was like, yeah. And it was like so stereotypical. And I don't blame him because, you know, that's kind of what we have in the media at the time. Yeah, maybe that's what we knew, which is unfortunate, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I told him, I was like, writing is great. I definitely think you need like someone who has the Latinx experience to help you out with this character. Because it's a little... (laughs) <laughs> so like yes um yeah. you know what i'm saying and good for you for for speaking up yeah and that was i and that was tough i had a, i had to have a conversation with um a teacher and like explain to him that whole thing and he's like if you don't think it's good like don't sugarcoat it like tell him and i was like okay like what are you saying it's hard uh, yeah it's hard um but yeah definitely let them tell their stories and if you can if you see someone sharing their story maybe share it also it doesn't help I think that's also a great thing that we have. That's one of the great things we have about social media is you can share positive stuff, like sharing other people's stories. Um, but yeah, I think those would be my two two cents, if you will. Yes. Ask questions. Yeah. Be, be curious about other people's story. Mm-hmm. And you're not always the hero. Sometimes other people are yeah. heroes, you know? You are the main character in your own, own story. story. You're not one in everyone else's. Everyone's that's story. something that I struggle with. Unfortunately, but <laughs> it's, it's a learning process. Uh, and then, yeah, to finish up, is there anything that you want to promote? Anything coming up, acting-wise, BuzzFeed-wise? Just what can we what can we look forward to for you? Um, acting-wise, I did film a commercial last month. I don't know when it's coming out, but if you see me on your TV, give me so a holler. Exciting. I love, yeah, I don't have cable, which is, like, good. It's good because I don't see the commercials that I didn't get and be like, that person got an hour me. But it's also bad because I have, I don't see my things live, which sucks. But luckily, like my, I said, my mom is great. She always records it when she sees it on the TV and she yes. sends to me. So I have that. Um, I'm on BuzzFeed. So follow BuzzFeed. Follow Better Like, especially if you're interested in listening, learning more about Latinx stories. Yes. Um, follow Cocoa Butter. That's their Black Channel. Black History Month is coming up. So definitely yes. give them a follow and support. And you know, follow me on Instagram, Caro Rey Rey. Also on TikTok, I'm pretty sure it's the same. I make fun of my Latinidad on there a lot, so that's always a, a fun and, time. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back, and I'm just wow, everything that you've done from the last episode. I mean, your last episode was was super inspiring, and but I just love coming back and checking in and seeing oh. the progress you've made, and also yeah, those those obstacles that you have encountered, mm-hmm. but you you pressed on and you stayed the course and that is just so inspiring to me and it will be to others so thank you i could talk to you for hours i know i do yeah i know oh my gosh i would just go like there's so many things so i'll maybe i'll bring you back every season because you're just a joy oh my gosh i I love talking to you zane you're the best thank you (laughs) so are you i'm so glad we can have your drink again it's empty oh yes empty i know ember Ember, sponsor talking to nobody given give everybody an ember please yes oh my gosh that's what i want i want like each of us to be able to drink out of it and then maybe maybe have them like engrave the logo or something that's that's what we're i'm manifesting
manifest yes, this, yes, this level. It. So be sick. Yay. Well, come back soon and I'm we're gonna have a movie night. Yes! For sure. Please. Movie night. Talking to Nobody is sponsored by Audible. I use Audible almost every day. I don't know about you, but I always make it a New Year's resolution to read more books, but then I get so busy. Audible makes it so easy and accessible to listen to my audiobooks. I listen when I'm driving, cleaning houses, working on my side hustles. Right now, I'm finishing up Julie Andrews' memoir, Homework. So good. I just love her. And this is super cool. I didn't know this. They also have podcasts, guided wellness programs, and theatrical performance recordings. Who knew? They have thousands of titles to choose from, and you can download and listen offline, anytime, anywhere. Audible even keeps track of your spot on all of your devices, so if your phone dies, you have to switch to your tablet, you'll know exactly where you left off. For a free 30-day trial, which includes one credit for a free audiobook, or if you're a Prime member, two free credits, plus free access to all of their other amazing offerings, go to www.audibletrial.com slash nobody. That's www.audibletrial.com slash nobody. N-O-B-O-D-Y. No. Buddy, it's not too late to commit to your reading goals for 2022. Audible, we're so grateful for you. And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Hello, dears. It's, <laughs> it's been a minute. Grammy is back in the house. My granddaughter, Zany, she still has her beautiful Christmas tree up, even though it is no longer Christmas time, but she probably didn't have for me. So I'm wearing, I have a little Christmas Aww. Christmas shirt on, the little nutcrackers, and, <laughs> and, the, and it's great. Um, um, but I still have my Christmas tree up. Oh, so yeah. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I won't I won't judge her as, <laughs> as harshly. Um, it is beautiful though. It's really pretty. Yay, yes. Okay, Carolina. Hello Hi. dear. How how have you been? I think we played a game once before. We did. Gordon <laughs> did the game last time. I can't believe it. I can Yes, thank um, you, Gordon, for that thanks, game. Gordon. Well, it was also a, a singing game, right? Yes, oh this is a singing game. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, this is also a oh I'll let I'll let my uh grandson in law Nathan Mitchie, producer of Talking to Nobody podcast. Yes. Take the floor. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You're I welcome. Thanks for that glasses. Mine are better, though. They have little jimmies. I will say. She has a point thank there. You, thank Sorry. you. Bedazzled. I got to yeah, get some yes. of mine. Is that what it's called? Bedazzled? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bedazzle mm-hmm. me. Bedazzling okay. it up. Should have a game. Okay, so we have a game yeah. tailored towards Carolina. That's me. This is a musical theater game. Okay. And so what we've done is we've selected six musical theater songs. Oh, God. And we're going to play part of the song, and you're going to sing along, but I've blanked out some of the words in the song. Ah! So we're going to test your, some of your knowledge, and oh, we're going to see we if you can ready. remember the words to it's the so song. exciting. If you get it wrong, you will get sprayed with a water bottle. Okay. So. Oh, it sounds like my vocal it, training anyway. Right. So. It's just exactly. your idea. Do you mind getting a little wet? Listen. I Unless was, you kill it. I, that's what the kids I'm say. I'm not afraid to get a little wet, but I don't think I'm going to go wet. Yeah. I don't well, think you are either. <laughs> I get so. Anyways. So okay. we have six cards on the table. They'll all put at random. You can choose from either side. You can choose from any order. It doesn't matter. Everything is just up for grabs. Okay. So 
Sweet. Yeah. Whoever wants to go first? No, I think we should uh hold on. Okay. Really quick. Sure. I have questions. Okay. Are these old musicals or a nice variety? Well I know these. I'm not very hip right now. It's a nice I'm still singing South Pacific in the bathroom. <laughs> Again. <it's- laughs> It's, uh, I'm not very well versed in musicals, so this is, I feel like it's a mixture of, of new and older things. Okay, and, okay. Yeah, it should be good. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a little bit of, you know, singing ones in there. There's a little bit of, like, a little rappy ones okay, in there. Okay, 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 let's play it. Okay, okay, show, you go first. Okay. This is so exciting. Okay. Love it, good singer. Oh, I'm gonna get so much hate for this. I actually don't like this show. Ah, that's okay. That's okay. It's Dear Evan Hansen. I'm so sorry. Take revoke my musical theater card, but we'll see how I do. Yeah, we will see. You got this. Okay. You got it. It's very sad. It's, it's sad. sad. It's a sad it's one. It's very sad. Let, right. Let's see it. You're, you're gonna kill it. So. Kill it. I don't really understand that expression because kill it. Kill, yeah, kill it. Like you're gonna. Is that a good thing to kill it? I I would say yes. Okay. All right. Well, All then right. you're going to do that. And Maybe I will get soaked, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is water. It is water. Oh, yes. Why do you have it okay. blanked out? It is water. <laughs> no. I, hope, I hope it is. Okay. I want to kill our guest. That's the bad So clip. before we okay. get into it, I with the clip, it does have lyrics that you can follow along to to give you a little bit of an example, give you a little bit of help. So... Oh, okay. and then yes. you oh, blank it out. And then I blank it out. Talk yes. about production. Wow. Okay, production. We'll season two. He said right. special effects. Yes. Can you see it? Can see. All right. Stop. No, I'm so scared. Okay, let's do it. This <laughs> is so exciting. Raven is so excited see. to spray me by the way. I'm so ready. <laughs> He's ready. Waiting for my entire life. Okay. And there's no beware of the electronic devices oh, yeah. everywhere. When I w- this musical came out when I was when we were in school, mm. I was in high school, so I wasn't like surrounded by a ton of musical theater people. Like when Hamilton came out, yeah, that was any the only thing a school talked about. Yes, yeah. but right. we went to like a actor school, right? Yes, so, right. right. Cool. Yes. Oh, nailed it, nailed right, it. Oh Randy. gosh, I'm Randy's I'm really up. nervous. Okay. Oh gosh, please be an old one. 
Ranch season of love. Oh, oh that's oh. a good one. All right, all right. All right. All right. I think I think I know it. I think okay. I know it. Well, let, she. Let me pull up I, the I love the, the new one with the same guy. Tick tick boom. That's, oh my god, wasn't that fantastic? Oh my gosh, brilliant Andrew Garfield. Like that is that would have been my <laughs> guy back in my day. He's a guy. Okay, let's and do so it. So this one is the Glee version. Oh, oh, okay. Not the Glee version. Not the Glee the version. Glee version. That's all right. I don't know what Glee is, so you don't need go. to. It's oh, okay. Okay, good. Maybe watch it once. All right. I go through like days where I'm like, maybe I should rewatch the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. And we that's watch when it you together. know I. That's when you know I've hit rock bottom. Oh If gosh. I want to rewatch it. Okay. <laughs> so, so Twilight over Glee. Twilight over Glee for sure. For sure. Oh goodness. All right. Seasons of Love. Are we ready? Uh, yeah. Wait, but this is from the episode about Cory Monty. Oh! I can see it. I'm gonna get emotional. I'm gonna get emotional. Ooh, I love the emotions. 525,600 minutes. 525,000 moments show tea. 525,600 minutes. How do you measure, measure her here in daylight? In sunsets, in midnight, in cups of coffee. <laughs> in cups of ember coffee. Yeah, she cups of ember coffee. I should have added. All right. Here we go. Oh, hell yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. West Side Story, recently back into my West Side Story obsession because of the film obsessed yeah we yes jane should have talked about the new one with you i, I loved it how what was your opinion of the new one wow it was a work of art <sighs> yeah cinema yeah it was cinema oh uh, i want to see it again the dancing the boys this, the, these boys they can dance now as much as i love west side story yeah i feel pretty is a song that i know in english and in spanish oh my gosh oh my gosh what if i forget is it a, what if i sing it in spanish i think she actually you. you'll never that's know here we go so I, I love it i felt like this one was a little bit easier if we started off from the beginning okay. so i cut it halfway through the song oh we'll if you want to sing it in spanish okay. you go for yeah. it we'll see what i remember yeah, yeah. We'll if i remember it in english or in spanish i love this is this the glee version you should you should play this is not this the glee okay, version good. this is the new the new oh, version oh she's she great it's the rachel yeah you should play this role you, oh my god you thank should. you yes. i would die yes <laughs> you would kill it <laughs> i'm learning things yeah <laughs> already I feel pretty, oh so pretty, that the city should give me its key. On the committee should be organized to honor me. I feel dizzy, I feel sunny, I feel fizzy and funny and fine. I'm so pretty, Miss America. I should just resign. That was beautiful. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful. This is the part that I like know so well in Spanish. Because so in the 2008 West Side Story Broadway revival, they did it in English and Spanish, but all of the Puerto Ricans numbers were done in Spanish, and that's like oh. my favorite. I love listening to that album so much. I love that. And they sing I feel pretty in Spanish. Oh, so. hey, you killed that. You are just, Good she's going to win. She's great. Okay, my turn. Oh, gosh. Looks like yeah. I'm coming out of the right. so Oh, no. I knew I was going to get this Which one at some point. I'm going to, I hope you picked it. Let's see. I love this song, but I, the words are so 
you know, hip and fashion. I this is a great song. I'm gonna beep, listen beep, to my Broadway beep, beep, uh, beep. playlist when I go home. Yes, now, I'm inspired. Yes, <laughs> I know, I right? Sometimes you just get in that mood. All these new musicals. I'm so impressed. Okay, I'm nervous. Are you ready? I know. Are you sure? Uh oh oh okay. Go for it. Yes. Oh, what an amazing film. I know that one was really good. So good. From Washington Heights, about the break of day, I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away. Pop the grape at the crack of dawn, sing while I wipe down the awning. Hey y'all, good morning. You are me, you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame and greatly exaggerated, exacerbated by the fact that my syntax is highly complicated because I immigrated from the single greatest little place in the Caribbean, Dominican Republic. I love it. Jesus, I'm jealous of it. And beyond that, ever since my folks passed on, I haven't got back. back. Man, I gotta get on that. <laughs> it's like, yes, oh, it's, it's goddamn, uh, I gotta get God on that. Damn, I oh, that. oh, he uh, says, he says that word. Well, she, I didn't so say that because of my religion, you know. Mm. But, uh, but I said, Remember man, I gotta products. get on it. Goddamn, I gotta, gotta get, get on that. Uh, well, I would, you can spray me, it's fine. Oh, but I thought I did a pretty good ah! job <laughs> rapping for an old woman. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. I see a <laughs> <laughs> I feel very clean. I feel clean. Nice and clean. Okay. So this clean. Is this is so fun. Yeah. Um, great job with the videos, you. These Thank are you. these are professional. Okay, I'll do this one. I feel like. Oh no! I feel the words agony. Okay, I feel like I would be well on this one. Here we go. Sondheim. Oh, oh, love you. Yes. Love oh, my you, goodness. Man. If I had a podcast, it would probably be all about Steven's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do Love it. Love that dude. Do it. I'll be on it. <laughs> Steven, we go way back. We go way back. All right. Ooh, look it's at film version? Can we, yes, it's the okay, film okay. version. Yes. It's very important, you know, to know. Sometimes yes. they switch it up. Yeah, they, they do. Up the they do. They do. They do. They do. Yes. All right. Hit me. All right. Excellent video editing. Did I abuse her or show her disdain? Why does she run from I know what I can't hit? Too slow. Shall I regain the heart she is one? I'm gonna suck. Agony beyond power of speech. When the one thing you want is the only thing out of your reach. Yes, I think it's right. <laughs> and that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God it was yeah. that right. <laughs> I think if it would have been any other part, yes. I would not have gotten yes. it. Yes. I know the yes. agony part. That's it. You are just amazing. You know your These musical. are all, oh, minus dear Van Hansen, these are all my favorites. Yay, yeah. oh good, oh, wow. oh good. Okay. Yes, oh, here we go. Last all right, long, an old please. one, an old one. Not an old, what kind of old? Oh, I'm going to cure this. Yes, I should be in this one. one. You can't stop oh, the bee. Yes, yes, That's yes. That's another movie night. That's a yes. great film. Yes, we could have a musical movie night yeah. and then other movie nights. Oh, gosh. And okay. this is the film version as okay. well. <laughs> yes, oh, you gotta love that John Travolta. Yes. Shaking it up. Oh. <laughs> Should have been me. Should have been me. <laughs> There's still time. Agony. Oh, no, 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 no. This is so no, fun. No, 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 no. I want to do karaoke now. I know, right? Yes, Literally. let's have a karaoke night. So cool. 
you can't stop an avalanche as it races down the hill. You can try to stop the seasons, girl, but you know you never will. And you can try to stop my tension, fear, but I just cannot stand still. Cause the world keeps spinning round and round, and my heart's keeping time to the speed I sound. I was lost till I heard the drum, and I found my Since this whole world began A woman found it If she shook her, shake her, shake up a man And so I'm gonna shake and shimmy At the best that I can today You can't stop the motion of the ocean Oh shit, no, that's oh. not it what? Isn't it motion of the ocean? Did you, fi- did you finish the line? Motion of the ocean of the What's, what's the rest um, of the line? Rain from above They can try to stop the paradise from dreaming up, but you can't stop the rhythm of two hearts in enough. What did what did you say the line was? Uh, motion of the ocean. And what's the rest? Um, uh, rain from above. Is that right? That is right later on. Oh no! Oh, it's been a minute. Wait, let me try it again. Okay. Oh wait, go back. Can you play the clip again? <laughs> Run it back. You Run it back. Try? Well, not the whole thing, because I think I crushed the beginning, okay. honestly, with the vocals. Let's, um, let's try it. Oh gosh, wait. Oh, I'm thinking of Jack Efron shaking around this thing. <laughs> uh, okay, just play it. Here we go. I'm gonna try. Let's I love Zac Efron in this. Oh yes, just what's up? You should have Ladies' Choice. I would have killed that. Ladies' Choice. It's I too done. easy. You do. Okay. Ever since the song where I began, a woman found it. She shook it, she could shake of a man. And so I'm gonna shake and shimmy it the best that I can today. You can talk the motion of the ocean, the sun in the sky. You can Whoa. wonder if you wanna, but I never ask why. And if you, is that right? You got her. <laughs> I just needed to be her. You, you yeah, you were really in the zone right thank, there. Thank you. Thank the, you were yes. focused. You should have seen her. Efron and yes. the person that played Tracy. Yes, yes. I remember what is her it? Name. Nikki Blonsky. Nikki Blonsky. Yeah, she was phenomenal. I know. Oh my, that, I love that movie. I really think that's that was a phenomenal good. Movie. I, I remember like when I went to see that in theater. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I saw it with my mom. Yeah. The Orange Theater, AMC Orange, sat in the middle. Oh. It's a great film. Yes, I love it. I, I think I saw it with Janie. She had seen it once before, but she wanted to go again. So I took her to see it, and I just was... Just yeah, my mom loves that it. film. Yeah. We have it on DVD. Oh, my gosh. I had I, I had think a I CD. watch that when I get home. Yes, do it. <laughs> I do love it. that film. Yeah, it's so, it's so good. And so many amazing actors in there. Amanda Bynes. I Amanda think that was her last Bynes. one, oh wasn't it? Gosh. I know how easy it was. But oh, that's right. She was yeah. an easy. Oh, she was great in that film, too. Wow. Janie's really keeping me in tune with all the, yeah. all the good ones. What are some other new good things that Grammy needs to, to watch or listen uh, to? Well, besides Encanto, I think yes. you and Zany would love that. Okay. Um, what else? That's all I've been watching really. Yes. I've been listening to that soundtrack over and over yes. again. Yes. Encanto, Encanto, West Side Story... Uh, let's see, what other... What else is out? What else is out right now? What did Maybe? I see? Oh, I mean, did you see Spider-Man with Zany? I know... Yes, Zany took me to see it. I didn't really understand because I didn't see all the other movies, but Zany, like, knew everything oh, about... I- about I, all them, and she was crying. And, I had to give yes. my mom a whole rundown. I was like, yes. do you remember these people? Yes. Actually, fun fact, when I... 
the only movie theater I've ever walked out of was Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one. Mm. I was like six years old. I remember my mom took me with my brother. I was obsessed with Spider-Man. Yes. We go in, and as soon as Dr. Otto Octavius comes out, I started bawling my eyes out. I was so scared. My mom had to take me and my brother out of the theater. Oh my That's gosh. the only movie I've ever walked out of as a child. You poor wow. dear. Have you watched that movie again? Oh, yes. Sensei? I've, okay. I've rewatched all You're of them. You're good with Doc Ock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're besties now. I yeah. love Alfred Molina. Uh, he's a scary one, though. He, he is. That was oh. a, yeah. Even Green Goblin. Like, I would watch. I never slept in my room when I was little. Because mm. I was like, my, Mom, like, my brothers are going to watch Spider-Man and they were afraid of the Green Goblin. Like, I should go stay in their room but i, I actually i just so wanted i just you. wanted to watch spider-man yes. <laughs> yes. i just wanted to watch spider-man i love that i love that that's so cute yes yeah, spider-man oh it was it was confusing for grammy but but i'm i love seeing you girls talk about it yeah. and how much you love it and it seemed like it meant a lot to a lot of people oh it did who knew the characters and mm-hmm. and everyone loves that that one uh what's her name with the she's beautiful Zendaya. Oh, they yes. Her. You know, yes. when I was 12 years old, I did a commercial with her before no she was way. on Disney Channel. Oh, my goodness. We played sisters. Wow. That's how you know Hollywood was fucked up back then. Right. Is we were supposed to be sisters. That's we do not look anything alike. No. That's very... <laughs> That's very interesting. I mean, no offense. You both are beautiful, but very... Yes. Yeah, we're not the same. <laughs> very interesting. Well, Carolina, you have a beautiful voice. Oh, my God. You so, as well. Oh, thank you. Yes, well, you know, I was a trained opera singer back oh, in my day. So, okay. yes, uh, you know, very talented soprano. I'm a little, little gobbly these days, but... um. <laughs> But you would rather hear me than Zany, that's for sure. Um, no, she's great Well, if we want to go karaoke and Grammy, I'll pick you up. Let's oh, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll have me some Harvey Wallbangers. That's my favorite drink. And uh, we'll I sing. I don't know that is. And uh, you don't, it's a lot. I okay. don't think you can handle it, dear. You're quite little. But uh, I can't wait. Aww. Thanks for being here, dear. Thank you. Yes. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes of Talking to Nobody podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Talking to Nobody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 